Filipino English. I have divided this topic into 10 subtopics, but for this moment, I'm going to talk about the English language which is used in the Philippines. So the country, having more than 7,000 islands, is part of the Southeast Asia. We have similar languages to our neighboring countries, some of which you can hear when you go to those countries like Indonesia, Singapore, and Malaysia. In the 1980 census, the number of Filipinos which are considered competent in English is around 65%. However, in 2019 and 20, it is very alarming because we already fall behind Singapore, Malaysia, India when it comes to the English proficiency index. This was notably regarded using the EF index. Considering history, it is actually very difficult for Filipinos when it comes to adapting to different languages. We have to consider that we have the L1 or the first language and that would be the, the dialect that we have with our tribe. And then came the other civilizations like the Spaniards when they came to our country during the 15th century or the 16th century and then the US which came during the 1890s. And so, there is confusion with the Filipinos because there is the L1, which is their own dialect, and then they were being taught in the, in the churches another language from the friars, and that would be the Spanish language. And then, here comes the Americans who would also be teaching the Filipinos another language. So you can see there are really barriers to, to an effective communication and also in adapting to different languages. Philippine English is rhotic, but the local R is an alveolar flop, not an AMA retroflex. It is syllable timed, following the rhythm of the local languages. Why do we say it is syllable timed? Because Filipinos were actually taught the a, e, i, o, u, ba, be, bi, bo, bu, ka, ke, ki, ko, ku, da, de, di, do, du. So our language, the L1, which is our native language, teaches us that every syllable must be pronounced distinctively. That's why when we learn the American English, we have to follow our own L1 wherein we are saying the words in English per syllable. For example, rainbow. We mention those two words as if they are really separate. Rainbow. But they are actually two syllables too. But when it comes to American English, rainbow can actually flow like rainbow, not as rainbow. So Filipinas are really syllabic. 
full value is therefore given to unstressed syllables and schwa is usually realized as a full vowel. Certain polysyllables have distinctive stress patterns as with eligible, established, ceremony. Intonation is widely characterized as sing-song. So what do we mean by intonation? Actually, in American English, they also have the intonation. But there are actually four types of intonation. And I'll just give you an example. When you talk in a sentence, it's like da-da-da. Or another is da-da-da-da-da. But when it comes to Filipinas, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Because again, we are syllabic. Educated Filipinas aim at an AME accent or the American English accent, but have varying success with the vowel contrasts in, for example, ship or ship, full or full, boat, bot. We actually misconstrue them as synonymous when it comes to their sounds. And then a few Filipinos have the A in American English mask. Instead, they use O as in American English father. So, for example, the mask, instead of mask, what Filipinos say is mask. There's also a distinction between the S, the Z, and the SH, sh, which is not really very distinct for Filipinas. For example, we say pleasure, but in American accent, it should be pleasure, zhur. We mention sis instead of sis. And then we also mention cars instead of cars. It is very hard for Filipinas to adapt to such sounds because it is not part of the Tagalog. And we also have the confusion when it comes to the interdental. The T, the T. Are we going to say three? Are we going to say these? Or Filipinas just say three of these? Or should it really be three of these? It is really hard when it comes to teaching pronunciation because you need to know what is your vantage point. Are you going to teach Philippine English or are you going to teach American English? When it comes to grammar, the following features occur at all social levels. First is the loss of the singular inflection of verbs. Second is the use of present perfect for simple past and past perfect for present perfect. Third, the use of the continuous tenses for habitual aspect. Fourth, 
the use of the present forms of auxiliary verbs in subordinate noun clauses rather than past forms and vice versa. Fifth, an apparent reversal of the norms for the use of the definite article. And lastly, verbs that are generally transitive were actually used by Filipinos as intransitively. However, Filipinos are very creative when it comes to their vocabulary and idioms. We have different loans from the Spanish language such as asalto, bienvenida, despedida, don, doña, estafa, merienda, plantilla, querida, viant. But we also lend our words to the Americans and also in the international scale with the words bundok, karabaw, kundiman, sampalok, taoman, and you can also add up to your list the word kikai and kilig. But we have a different way in mentioning the phrases such as this. Filipinos say, open the light, open the radio, instead of turn on the light or radio. Another example is, this is funny because some of us say, since before yet instead of for a long time. We also say joke only instead of I'm teasing you. You don't only know instead of you just don't realize. He is playing and playing and playing instead of he keeps on playing. Making foolishness instead of the word misbehaving I am ashamed to you instead of I am embarrassed and we also have the local neologisms like aggravation captain ball carnap holdopper Jeepney, Presidential, Senatorial. Well, let me just add up. Maybe that's why we teachers we also call our papers as checkables and recordables. of the influence of reading and writing and the academic context in which English is learned, local speech tends to be based on written models. This means that Filipinos generally speak the way that they write, 
in a formal style based on Victorian prose models. Because of this, spelling pronunciations are common, such as leopard for leopard, subtle for subtle, and Worcestershire sauce for Worcestershire sauce. While style is not differentiated and the formal style in general use has been called the classroom compositional style. When style differentiation is attempted, there may be effects that are comical from the point of view of a native speaker of English. The commissioners are all horse owners who at the same time will appoint the racing stewards who will adjudicate disputes involving horses Need no okay that is actually from a newspaper column have you heard the word no at the end of it because we keep on asking no in some places of the country it's like saying a no which is actually calling for a positive reinforcement and with this we might be a laughing stock for other countries. A register has developed for rapport and intimacy that depends on code mixing and code switching between Filipino language and English. It's largely confined to Metro Manila and other urban centers and used extensively in motion pictures and even on television and radio as well, as in certain types of informal writing in daily newspapers and weekly magazines. For example, Pexman, she swears, wala pang nangyayari sa amin ni Marlon. We want to surprise each other on our honeymoon. Another example is, Kaya, nung mabasa ko ang tuklaw sa Aliwan Comics, sabi ko, this is it. And I had a festival in mind when I finally decided to produce it. Pambata talaga kasi ang Pasko. You see, code switching is very natural in our country. We do this at home. We do this in school. We do it everywhere, even when texting, posting on social media. It's like, Bilingual is really in our blood. We mix Filipino and English at the same time. However, if you look at it, you can be more proficient in English, but you have difficulty in being proficient in Filipino. More often than not, Filipinos would prefer to combine or code mix or code switch instead of being proficient in each of the languages. You can even put Chris Aquino as a very distinct example for this. is currently competing in certain domains with a rapidly spreading and developing Filipino 
which is in a process of registered building, sometimes called intellectualization. Filipino is not yet fully developed for academic discourse, especially in the sciences, and there is an ongoing debate on the use of Filipino instead of English for school, work, and official purposes. There is also conflict between the learning of Filipino for symbolic purposes and the learning of English for utilitarian, largely economic purposes. The two official languages are propagated through a bilingual education scheme which even began in 1974. Mathematics and science continue to be taught in English, although it is envisaged that when possible, the teaching of these subjects at certain grade levels shall be in Filipino. The print media is dominated by English, but television, radio, and local movies are dominated by Filipino. But then moreover, we are dominated by code switching. English in the Philippines shares patterns of development and constriction with English in Malaysia. I even remembered when I went to Singapore, and really that place is a mix of culture and diversity. There are different races in that country. Well, in, in that place, I saw people who look very much like Filipinos. And I thought they are Filipinas, but they are actually Malaysians. And our language is almost the same as them. The Philippines has now moved to a stage at which English is used only in such domains as academic discourse and international relations. Philippine English has developed a vigorous literature. It is in the process of standardization, with a variety no longer marked by regional accents associated with regional languages, but a converging variety that originates in Manila. This form is propagated largely through the school system, the mass media, and tourism. Because of code switching, it seems unlikely that a colloquial variety of English alone will develop. The future is open without clear trends. On the one hand, code switching may end up in code mixing, resulting in a local creole. On the other hand, the need for international relations, the dominance of the print media, social media, and the continued use of English in education may exercise a standardizing role, making it possible for the Philippine variety to be mutually intelligible with other varieties of English. It is also possible that the present system of bilingual education will be converted into purely monolingual Filipino scheme in which English is taught as a foreign language and becomes available only to an elite. So what do you think of the Philippine English?